Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. All right. I've already had a, a lot of fun this morning. How about you? All right. Some of you are looking at your watches going, oh, no, I've heard Tommy preach before. No, these guys have baccalaureate. I told them I would keep it brief, all right? So they got to get lunch at some point with their families. I want you to, uh, uh, the song, Let It Light In. I, I'm just going to gather gather myself here for just a moment as I just prepare those videos. And Kayla, can we thank Kayla O'Dell, our uh, ministry assistant? She put that video together. Great job. That's a lot of work. Thank you, Kayla. So, yes. Um, always just ask God, what's on your heart? And there's some words to that song that I shared. My wife and I just got to address these guys in the breakfast. And it just says, open up the windows. Let the light in. Open up the windows. Let the light in. Open up the windows. Let the light in. Do we have anybody here who likes to let the light into your house? Do we got a few of you? All right, I see a few of you. Doesn't it just change the atmosphere immediately? Can I tell you what the Bible says? Your eyes are the window to your soul. It's very important what you are choosing to fix your eyes on. It's very important what you're choosing to see. How many of you know that we can fix our eyes on the wrong things and darkness come out of that? But I don't want to harp on that. I want us to fix our eyes on Jesus. Somebody say eyes on Jesus. Do you want more light in your life? Then get more Jesus in your life by opening up the windows, your eyes, read his words, agree with his truths and promises, and watch him. Here's the issue. God's not holding out on you. Come on. He's not holding out on us. There's an invitation to come and to hear and to agree with his truths and promises so that when we go outside these walls, if we encounter darkness, watch. The darkness doesn't overcome us. We overcome it. His name is Jesus. Does anybody know Jesus is still the light? Amen. And he's the answer. He's the hope. He's the peace. And so I want to assure all the families, can we just thank our moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas, aunts and uncles who've raised up this next generation? Can we celebrate them right now? Good job. Good job, church family. Good job, pastor and staff. But we're not done. Our work is not done. When God brings these students to your heart, Pray for them. Agree with God's heart for them. Send them a text. Send them a message. Agree with the Lord. Because the enemy, he wants to try to overcome. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. John 8, 12 says it this way. I'm the light of the world. And whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. Let me just say that again. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have what? The light of life. Can anybody say that's good news? I'm going to tell you, if you watch the news, it's going to be dark. But if you follow Jesus, you're going to be light. And so the narrative can change wherever you are. His name is Jesus. Why did Jesus come? He came to be our Savior. But I want to say to something to all of you. He came to be a son 
So we would have an example of what sons and daughters get to do when we say yes to Jesus. We get to follow his example that brings what? Glory to God. That's my purpose. I know we just shared that you guys have degree paths, career paths. How many know that some of those might change? I got any testimonies in the room? All right, yeah. But you know what I can tell you won't change? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if the career path changes, that's okay. Don't let this part change. But I was made to bring my Father glory. And I'm just gonna follow the example of Jesus. Amen? That's what I get to do. No matter what's happened in the past, I'm gonna talk about that here in just a moment. Is anybody tired of the enemy bringing up your past? Uh, nobody. All right, just a few of you. He's a deceiver and liar, by the way. Can I just remind you, when he brings up your past, you remind him of his future. He's the one who's defeated, not us. Amen? There's just an opportunity to get happy all over again. It's the blood of Jesus that covers my sins, past, present, future. That's a good time to say, thank you, Jesus. Nobody. All right, here we go. They're like, who is this guy? All right. Philippians 2.15 says, that God made us to shine like stars in a crooked and depraved generation. And what I'm looking at in front of me is some sons and daughters that get to go shine bright. You will not be overcome because he overcame. You won't be easily influenced. You'll be the influencers. And if for some reason, listen to me, you make a wrong mistake because we all have. Never cheapen or weaken the blood of Jesus, the redemption of Jesus, the reconciliation of Jesus. His arm is not too short to save. His ear is not too dull to hear. So if you've made a wrong choice, let the choice Jesus made for you compel you to make the next right choice. Open up the windows. Let the light in. Turn to Genesis chapter 3. I want to read some scriptures to you. I promise you we're going to get through this. We were made to live in relationship and fellowship with God. Everything depends, not just for these graduates, but for all of us in the room on how we answer this one question I'm fixing to read. Genesis chapter three, I'm gonna begin in verse one, and I'll read a few verses here. You'll know this as the fall of man. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say? There's our question. If you know how to answer this question correctly, you're going to walk in light. You're going to overcome darkness. Because I'm just going to give you the cliff note version right now. Anybody study the cliff notes? Yeah, come on, somebody. All right, yeah, I'm the only one. All right, here's the cliff notes version. When the enemy comes and deceives and lies because he's going to do that, did God surely say? You say back to him, no, let me tell you what my dad said. I don't have to guess. I don't have to entertain. Here's what he says in his word, and here's how Jesus lived his life. Amen? Do you know you got a belt of truth around you? Anybody been disciplined here? We won't tell stories, all right? Yeah, some of the dads in the room. Can I just tell you, you've been given a belt of truth, and it's okay to take it off and give the enemy a whooping when he comes to deceive and lie, and you remind him who your dad is, because he's the one who's been defeated, not you. You want your faith to grow? Then embrace the temptation. I've said it before as an invitation for God's revelation, because transformation will come, all right? And glorification will be the result, and the enemy is going to be like, I ain't messing with them no more, because more people got saved. Mm. 
That's what we were made for. Did God really say, you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Verse two, the woman says to the serpent, we may eat from the trees in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. You must not touch it or you will die. So she answers correctly. And how many of you know the enemy is just going to keep coming? Verse 4, you will not surely die, the serpent says to the woman, for God knows that when you eat of, your, eat of it, watch what he says, your eyes will be opened. Do you see the deception of the enemy? My eyes were made to be on light. And the enemy knows there's power connected to that light source because he was the one who was removed. Jesus is the one who rules and reigns. He can only deceive you. And if he can get your light off the light, if he can get your eyes off the light by convincing you, listen to me, here's what makes sense, that you can see apart from what he sees. Oh, I'm gonna meddle with somebody right now. You can control your life better than surrendering control to him. Nobody? Can we have some parents testify in the room? Is it much easier to trust God versus trying to control? I was never made to control. I was always made to surrender control. And I want to remind all of you, and God trusts you and all of us with the decisions you'll make. You know how I know? Because one of the fruits of the spirits is self-control. I'm so thankful I have a father in heaven that's not trying to control me or manipulate me. But I got a father in heaven that believes in the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me and the example of Jesus that I have. So just trust him. The enemy says, your eyes will be open. And watch what he then says. Says to him, your, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. You'll be like God, knowing good and evil. Can I tell you what the Bible says about that? Isaiah 5.20 says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness. Does anybody see that in the world we live in right now? Do you know why? Because they entertained the question, did God surely say? And instead of going to God and what he responded they chose to go it alone and listen to the deceiver. And the deceiver convinced Adam and Eve, you can know good and you can know evil. Well, there's a problem with that because what's good for me might not be good for you. And how many of you know, I don't care who I hurt when I'm not looking at Jesus. I just care about me. Do you see what sin does when I take my eyes off Jesus? I'm just about better than me. Do you know what the kingdom of heaven is about? Jesus came to serve, not be served. There's our example. You want to live a blessing? Find someone that you can lift up. Some, find someone you can bless. Find someone you can serve. Parents, if you need a breakthrough with your teenagers or your kids, come together, connect with God's heart, and find another family that you can sow into. I'm so thankful that I wasn't made to be like God. Watch this. I was made in the image of God to imitate Jesus, all right? So that's my identity. Not apart from God, because how many of you know when I separate myself from him, I separate myself from the power source, all right? He is the vine. 
and we are the branches. And apart from him, we won't bear fruit. But in him, guess what we'll do? We'll bear love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. He goes on to say, when the woman saw that the fruit, see, she opened her eyes to the enemy's deception. When she saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom apart from God, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. And then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. I could go on to read. So the first thing we see that when I take my eyes off Jesus and I entertain the deception of the enemy, Shame comes. Can anybody testify? All I know is if I'm a son of the king, the Bible says in Romans 8.1, there is no condemnation or shame for those who are in Christ Jesus. Do you know what happens when you get stuck in shame? You continue to make destructive choices over your own life and over the lives of others. Thus the reason why the enemy didn't want them to put their eyes on Jesus. You go on to read this. Guess what? Eve did. She blamed the serpent, serpent, and guess what Adam did? He blamed the woman. Can we stop blaming? Can we start just taking ownership and realizing, I got here because, watch, I entertained the deceiver versus agreeing with my Savior. And I just want to bless you with this truth. From this day forward, do not entertain this question, did God surely say? Entertain this God, what do you say? Because I want my agreement to be with you. I want to just submit this to all of us as I try to bring this to a close here for just a moment. What if the tree of good and evil, listen, of knowledge was put there? I know there's a restriction attached to it. God did say not to eat of it. But listen to me. I believe this is a revelation for all of us. Why would God put a tree in the garden and tell him not to? I believe this is the truth because I was never made to get knowledge apart from God. And I believe this tree is an opportunity as we hear it as a restriction. Listen to me. It's actually an invitation as a son and daughter of God to just get in his presence and hear what the father says. Because how many of you know he only wants to bless me, not hurt me? Open up the windows let the light in. His name is Jesus. I'm not going to entertain, entertain the accuser of the brethren, the prince of this air. I'm going to open up the word. His name is Jesus. The word became flesh to dwell amongst us and watch. So I'm not going to live a life of shame and blame. I'm going to live a life of seeing and being free. All because of what Jesus did for me. John 8, 31 and 32 says, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, my sons and daughters, then you will know the truth. And the truth will what? Come on, somebody. Set you free. So my question is, why would we entertain the question, did God surely say, knowing that if I entertain it and have a conversation with him, it would only enslave me to the things of this world? when I have an opportunity to go, but dad, remind me what you say. Because I don't want to get knowledge apart from you. Because listen to me, he'll tell me what's good and he'll tell me what's evil and then I'm going to choose to walk with that. Listen to me, we live in a world right now where truth is no longer truth. 
But we live in a world right now where truth has always been a person. His name is Jesus. Let us stop going outside these walls expecting the lost to live saved when it was always the saved who was to live empowered to be an example so the lost would see an open door to go. I can truly get life because how many of you know that Jesus is life? God is the truth. He is good. He reminds me of what is evil and I don't want nothing to do with what the enemy has because there's always pain and there's always circumstances that comes with that but there's always life and there's always breakthrough and there's always healing and there's always hope and there's always peace and there's always joy and there's always patience and there's always goodness and there's always faithfulness and there's always self-control. You fill in the blank. If it's true about Jesus, then it's true about you and it's true about me. Someone say, open up the windows, let the light in. Come on. He is the light. Because watch this, then it says, out of the overflow of the heart, what happens? My words speak. You wanna break agreement with the enemy? Then speak the words of Jesus. Speak the words of God. Speak them over your own life. I'll close right here. I wanna read an encounter I had. I want to read an encounter I had with the Lord with my daughter Mia about three years ago. Happened in McDonald's. How many of you know that God can move in McDonald's? Come on. You guys enjoy that while you're young, by the way, all right? Yeah. I'm just going to read it to you. I had an encounter with God this week. I wanted to share about the power of his kindness. And I want you to hear this story in light of what we just read. I picked up Mia after school and she wanted to go play at McDonald's. We got her a Happy Meal and then headed to the play area. One of my favorite things is watching her play. Mia has some delay in her language development. But God's doing a miracle. And if you wanna pray for my family, pray for the healing of my wife and pray for the healing of my daughter because my God still heals. But I love that she doesn't let it discourage her. But she effectively communicates through her smile, her joy, and her friendliness. She truly is a double measure of God's joy. So as I'm watching her play, another little girl around six years old begins to be mean to her through her words and actions. Any parents waking up right now? Even though Mia can't understand every word, she can understand when someone's not being nice. The very thing you are feeling as you read this is exactly what I began to feel. Oh, no, you didn't, little girl. <laughs> I looked into the play area to see who the parent might be to try and step in in the right way, but her parent wasn't in the play area. And at that moment, I had an encounter with God. My father asked me, will you let me share my heart with you for this little girl? You see, I wanted to fix this in the flesh and justify my actions by rescuing my Mia. Anybody see it? Good and evil apart from God. 
we'll justify our flesh. How many of you know we are not slaves to the flesh? We are slaves to righteousness. We just got to stop and ask God and stop entertaining the accuser. God wanted me to listen to his voice and respond in the spirit because he wanted to rescue that little girl's heart. And God quickly reminded me that his kindness is that leads to repentance. Romans 2, 4, I'm gonna ask the worship team to come. So I began listening and letting God fill my heart with his. You see, that little girl had learned that behavior by watching and listening to others. But God wanted to connect with her heart. And I began to agree in prayer with God's heart for her. God, you made her in your image, and she is kind. She has great worth. She has value. And you have a great destiny for her life. And as I prayed the Father's heart, his heart began to be reflected through my eyes. See, I'd opened up the window. I'd let the light of the Father's love in my heart. That little girl and I caught each other's eyes, and wow, that was a powerful moment. You see, because God is love, we are love. I promise you, just minutes before I allowed God to encounter my heart, for her, there wasn't kindness in my eyes. There was judgment and a cold stare. But now this had become a holy moment. I truly believe the love of God encountered that girl's heart through that moment of looking into her eyes with God's kindness. Over the next couple of minutes, I saw the evidence through that little girl's actions. I never had to say a word to her. I had just agreed with the word for her. I didn't have to take control of the situation, but I got to walk in the fruit of self-control and trust my God, who is knowledge, who is good and evil, who is life, or who helps me distinguish good and evil. Within minutes, that little girl went from being mean to playing nice. We got ready to leave, and as we did, that little girl ran over to me and gave her the biggest hug. You see, I was ready to rescue my Mia, God wanted to rescue that little girl. And ultimately, I left the one rescued. My dearest brothers, James writes and sisters, take this to heart. Be quick to listen. Be slow to speak and be slow to become angry. For human anger is never a legitimate tool to promote God's righteous purpose. For God is love, and his love never fails. And so today, when the enemy says, did God surely say, let our response be, no, Dad, what do you say? And then we get to take authority in Jesus' name and remind the enemy of the Father's words. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. And we'll advance his kingdom as we let the light in. And his light will go forth. So I want all the graduates, you guys come down front, spread out across here. All right? And I want everybody else just to enter into a time. God, what do you say? You guys can just all the way across. We're going to make room because it'll get crowded up here. So from wall to wall, wall to wall. We do have ministry teams that can still come down the aisles. So if anybody just needs to pray this morning as we baptized and you went, I need Jesus, you can come to one of these ministry teams, so I'll let them come right now, and they'll help you say yes to Jesus, the tree of life, to help us distinguish what's good and what's evil according to the Father's heart so we can be kind. So I want to pray, and as I pray, you ask the Lord, God, who is it I can come? And so this is for everybody. If you hear the Spirit of the Lord say, I want you to go pray, go pray. And just during this invitation to him, we're going to make room there, and then I'll close this out. So God, right now, 
We are just listening to your voice, your truths, your promises. And we want to bless these sons and daughters by speaking life, by speaking courage, by speaking truth and promise, God, by reminding them who they are because of who you are in them. God, if there's anybody here today who's never given their heart to Jesus, I pray today is the day of salvation. And they'll come down and they'll say yes to you. So we glorify your holy name in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram by using the church at Bushland and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.